welcome back to the Dragon Thistle Rugby Pods. We do apologise, we've been away for a, a couple of weeks, but it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, my co-host Michael, how are we? Very good, very good, how are you? Yeah, glad very to be good, back. Yeah. Glad to be back, yes, talking rugby, yeah. So we have been away for two weeks, we do apologise, been a bit of a mad one. Mike got married, Yep. had a, had a bit of time away with his new wife, selfish, yeah, <laughs> we all know. Uh, I've been a bit mad in work, so so we've just had a bit of a mad couple of weeks. So we apologise. We're back though to talk shit. So, but yeah, there's been a lot going on in this. It was your wedding? It's decent. The night before was decent, wasn't it? Steaming. Yeah, it was good to get out, have a few beers with everyone. Obviously, no, no, no one's been together since like lockdown. So it was good getting a, a few of us out for a few beers. Enjoyed that. Was it- it's the first time I'd had a beer with you, though, wasn't it? Since for about nine months or something, wasn't it? Yeah. August, I think, yeah. August, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a good thing you got married at four o'clock, though, wasn't it? Yeah, they struggled, struggled if it had been earlier, definitely. It was a yeah. bit rough. Um, yeah. Just old age catching up with us, mate. That's it, mate. That's it. Yeah, so that was a good day. And then weekend after that was my, my wife's birthday. And that was basically a three-day bender. <laughs> um, can't deal with that sort of shit anymore so yeah been a bit of a good one it's been a good one but it's been a bad one I'm quite happy we're doing this again then bit sure, of a chat uh, about rugby yeah, your birthday tomorrow as well there's a rumour mate there's a rumour yeah 23 um, 23 tomorrow yeah and the rest and the rest yeah, uh, yeah. going out for a few beers tomorrow are you going out, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Well, the wife's organised something, mate, so I just know we're going to be ready for two o'clock. Oh, no invite. Cheers, cheers, Emma. No invite. Has she not invited you, mate, no? No. I'll chin her when I get it. I'll chin her later, mate. Unbelievable. Well, it's more likely she'll chin me, though, to be fair, like, so. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you tell her. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sorry. So, as I say, I will apologise one more time. Been a mad two weeks. It sounds basically like we've mugged the pod off to, to party, really, hasn't it? but that's not just the case. So. <laughs> right, so yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's, there's a little bit to talk about. There's, you know, we have missed two weeks, but in fairness, there hasn't really been a lot in that two weeks. Bit of Rainbow Cup, who cares? Uh, obviously, there's been bits about the lines, which I will go into because you know how much we love talking about that. Bit of news about Wales, and then... It's kind of lucky that the pod has been a bit delayed because Scotland's team was announced last week, wasn't it? Yeah. For the summer tour. And with us holding off like we did, it meant that the Wales team, which was announced on Tuesday, no, Monday. So we've been able to actually do an episode where we talk about the squads and obviously we can compare it to what we picked. Um, and like usual, we were... I don't know, we're pretty close-ish. Some of them, there's, there's a few shocks in the world, team. Yeah, um, there's a few the Scottish players they've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we'll... Um, oh, I did, not that i never heard of them, I just didn't know they were Scots qualified. Yeah, you come out of the woodwork, yeah. Um, right, so, uh, do you want to go first? I'll let you go first, mate. Me first? Nice guy. Yeah, I'll let you go first, you're a nice guy. Uh, too nice, if anything. Um, I'll let you talk about the Rainbow Cup so I'll go on so uh, John Hardy uh, is retiring for rugby um, 
He played for Edinburgh and more recently Newcastle. Um, I think I suppose for him, he was probably most famous originally for coming in and um, for the 2015 World Cup. He was like kind of um, pa- parachuted in. Uh, I think he got his first cap in like like the last friendly before the World Cup. And um, there was obviously a bit of uproar because he hadn't played for Edinburgh at that point either because he was just parachuted in. And I think Jim Hamilton said like he took his place and things like that. But then couldn't argue it because he was probably um, Scotland's best player in the in the 2015 World Cup. He was he was uh, he was immense in that. Um, really good player. I thought like always punched up of his weight because although he's a, a flank a back row forward, he wasn't the biggest. Um, but always like for his size, punched up of his weight, carried well. Really good, um, really good over the ball. I just I thought always thought when he played for Scotland, he was he was pretty good. You know, he, he it was rare that you'd think he had a bad game. Um, but he's had like a lot of injuries over the last few years, and uh, I think he's he's just basically he said he could do another year or two, but his his body's battered, so uh, he wants to go out on his own terms. So I think he got about 16, 16 or eighteen caps or something like that. But um, but a good player and. Um, like what you hear from like Edinburgh and um, Newcastle, it seems like he's well liked. And I think you said to me before that he wants to stay in Scotland and do some coaching. Yeah, that, that's that something something I read that he uh, apparently wants to stay in Scotland and do some coaching, which is good. Put a bit back into uh, put a bit back into the game, which is good. Nice to hear. Just not to bring it down, didn't he? Isn't there controversy with him? Didn't he get done for like cocaine or something? Something like that, yeah. When he was at Edinburgh, and I think it kind of hastened his uh, his release that's from that's, Edinburgh yeah. and stuff like that. You know, he didn't play much after that. Um, abandoned. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, so probably shouldn't shouldn't comment too much. But yeah, it was it was something like that, definitely. I have no idea why I said something like cocaine. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no good player. Good player. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Darcy Ray off to Bath. Um, I think he needed the move. He's gone very, very stale. Um, and I think a move to Bath, you know, could hopefully re- reinvigorate him, see, see how he gets on. Um, so that'd be a good move for him. I think he's just, yeah, gone stale and he needs, needs a move and hopefully that'll freshen him up and uh, give him some fresh competition and hopefully he can kick on. Um, we'll see how he gets on there. Uh, and then the the last main bit of news I've got is that you know, all the players that either Glasgow have released come to the end of the contract or retiring. Um, so I'm like, from my point of view, some absolute like ballers and legends um, that are going. Uh, obviously, a couple that I'm, I'm devastated. We've already spoke about like um, Tommy Seymour retiring. Like for me, absolutely devastated. Like one of my all time favorite players, absolute legend um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, Hugh Jones is off as well. I, do you know what? I still don't know where he's going. I know they said it's Bayou, but there's not been anything official about him going there. And like, they right. can still get they can still get relegated. Yeah, I was just going to say. I think he's. Uh, so I think it's probably yeah something like that. I reckon if they go down, he ain't going there. But then what? Where's he going to go? Because then he's not going to have like a obviously people's budgets are like people have already got a lot of their players in already for next season. It's like where will he go? Um, I have to take a pay cut. Yeah. Um, but I mean, of all there, Alex Allen's going, Chris Rosaro, Hugh Jones, uh, Delaco, Dylan Evans, TJ Leone, absolute penalty machine. Lee Jones, that surprised <laughs> me. I don't know where yeah. he's going, if he's just been released or if he's got a club or if he's retired. But Lee, oh, he's not retired because they made a, a bit of a thing about it. E. Keatley, 
uh, Lokatui, Nico Matala- Matalawa. He'd still do a job somewhere, Nico, I think. Um, Robbie Nairn, uh, Nakawara, who's off to Ulster, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Nakawara. Uh, Adam yeah. Nichol, Darcy Ray, Aki Sayuli. That surprised me. I thought he was he's done quite well. Uh, George Fulton, and then obviously you've got Adam Hastings as well, um, going to Gloucester. Uh, Glenn Bryce, who's out in LA playing, I think. He got released earlier. Uh, Alex, probably having a, pr- me, probably having a great time, him and Dougie Fife. Um, and then you know that Bryce and plays Kelly with, have gone as well. You know that Glenn Bryce plays with, don't you? He plays with like Matt Gitto and Adam yeah. Ashley Cooper. Yeah. Ridiculous. So he's, done well, he's done well, though. Living in LA, great weather. Gets to play with some absolute worldies. Yeah. Probably a really good player in that league. Yeah, it will be, yeah. yeah There's a few so, shots over there. Yeah, yeah, Dougie Fife's out there as well, isn't he? Uh, Adam Ash. Adam Ash, yeah. So, yeah, so it's just, uh, it's, I mean, they've, they've got some good signings in Glasgow, so there's good, and they've got a lot of the youth starting to come through. So I can see why they've got rid of so many players. Um, like Players like um, Ross Thompson have come through, Rufus McLean, um, and, and uh, that, uh, what's his name, Cole Forbes. Players that are coming through and absolute like look like they could be ones ones for the future, but then they've also had uh, Simon Bergen's coming in, Jamie Batty's coming back from Bath, uh, Rory Darge is coming in, who looks like an absolute baller, uh, Ali Miller as well coming in looks good, uh, Miotti, uh, Dunky Weir. So there's like plenty of players coming in that have got experience and a bit of quality as well. So I think like a lot of encouraging signs for Glasgow for uh, for next season. Cancillier as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, about him, yeah. So, right, a lot, to be, a lot to be positive. Put on top of that, the way they, I mean, although they didn't perform well in the Pro 14 this year, how they performed in the Rainbow Cup, I think uh, a bit of pressure is off Danny Wilson, and they've got a good uh, platform to build on for next season now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that's all I've got for news. Yeah, because are we talking about squads later, or do we go into Scotland squad now? No, no, we'll we'll do the news and then we'll do we'll do the squads back to back. I reckon. Happy days. Yeah. So um, standard. I'm going to talk about the Lions. I love the Lions. It's great. Just, I mean, they could, the whole thing about Murrayfield. It sounds basically it sounds like all these sixteen thousand tickets have gone to like uh, corporate and stuff like that, which is sounds a bit shit. I haven't actually heard anybody, no one on all Twitterverse or anything like that, have got a ticket. So, anyway, that's by the by. We're over it now, right? We're over. Didn't get a fucking ticket, right? So, uh, yeah, first bit. Obviously, a uh, bit of disappointing news. Obviously, uh, Andrew Porter got a toe injury. That's so bad, isn't it? To lose your Lions, Lions place over a toe injury. Feel really bad for him, but Carl Sinclair's been called up. If anything, probably makes the squad better. Um, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the bench now. I know that's obviously bad for Xander. I don't know, you're, you're one Xander in there. But like, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you've probably got the three best tight heads there at the moment. So, yeah, really to cover both sides, wasn't he? So, yeah, a bit disappointing. But like I say, the Lions just, have just got a lot stronger, in my opinion. Um, today, it's been announced the um, the referees for the test matches. Also, the first time ever a referee from the British Isles is going to referee during the tour. So, Wayne Barnes is going to referee two of the warm-up games. Then you get Stormers and someone else. Cool. Um, but then the 
referees for the three tests. So the first test is going to be ref by Nick Berry, who's an Aussie. Second test is Ben O'Keefe, who's from New Zealand. He's pretty decent, to be fair. Third test, you'll enjoy this, mate. It's Mathieu Reynal from France. Okay. Get the French referee in just for the scrummaging. At least it's not Poit, mate. Yeah. If it was Poit, I'd probably give up on that third test. <laughs> I'm saying that. I love it. I admit I love it. So, yeah, interesting. So, it's good to know that now. Um, and I think all the sort of TMOs and all that are going to be Australian, New Zealand, French as well. So, yeah. Um, starting to ramp up now. You know, obviously, Rainbow Cup finishes this weekend. Um, and there's, what, three more games left for the Premiership players, isn't there? Yeah. And obviously... <laughs> oh. Yeah, only ones in the semis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, you know, players like Bigger and Falatau and Resummit and all that, they'll sort of be going into um, into Lions camp sooner or later. Our, our friend, as a side note, our friend who lives in Jersey has got tickets to go watch him train. I'm tempted to fly out next week, mate. Fly back he, next week. He knows absolutely Fuck all about rugby as well. I know, I know. And that's why I'm tempted to fly back to Jersey. I'm flying to Jersey this weekend and I was hoping to catch them. But they train next Friday, so I've actually looked into flying back out next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, mental, mental. I've, the thing is, though, I'll be I'll be bladdered this weekend and I'll probably just book it bladdered. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? Stupid. I know it'd be, probably cost me a bomb. Wife won't talk to me for a while, but... It might be worth it, mightn't it? Yeah. Um, so, moving on from the Lions. Uh, next bit of news. Wales have been confirmed to play three tests versus South Africa next year. Um, so, actually touring again, which would be good. Um, I think that would be great for Wales to see where they stand, obviously. South Africa are a decent team. Three tests in South Africa, it's tough going. So, be good, though. Um Wales this week have also announced a new shirt sponsor. So I think it was Isuzu. Um, they are still going to be a partner, but they won't be the shirt sponsor. The new shirt sponsor is, I can't believe I'm saying it, it's Kazoo. Same as Everton's. Yeah, it's, it, it looks horrendous, mate, doesn't it? Let's no, it's it. good. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, we're going to be, apparently it's, it's a multi-million pound sponsor deal. So I think at the end of the day, as much as I don't like it, if it's good for you know, with not a lot of money around, I think that I think it's to be fair, I think it's only like a two year deal as well. You still not, buy the shirt, won't you? Well, yeah, well, that's this, this is the other part to it because of this. I mean, obviously, Wales in the summer will have kazoo on their shirts now, but the other thing they announced is there's going to be a new kit for the autumn games, and it, that worries me a little bit because I mean, I buy the shirts wherever I bought the shirts since I was a kid, and I always do. You know, more fooled me, really, because they're getting expensive now. But we only released one just before um, when we played, you know, the end of the Six Nations and we played that Amazon Cup. And now we're bringing another one out a year later. So is it too soon? Is it getting a little bit like football? I don't like that. Usually with rugby international teams, it's sort of every two years, every three years. They usually have a cycle on the shirts. But, you know... They brought out three shirts, didn't they? They brought out the Pathways, they brought the Home and Away one. Yeah. To bring a new shirt out within 12 months, with the amount it costs, you know, I think mine one, I, I don't even buy like the sort of match war ones that they, you know, the pro ones or whatever. I buy the one next down, it's like 75 quid or something. 
twelve months down the line, you're going to charge. I think it's a, I think it's a cash grab to be honest because they know how popular, you know, these kits are with Welsh fans. Um, yeah, I think it's a cash grab. It's something I don't I don't agree with. I don't want it to get like football where it's a kit every year. Um, you know, just knowing for myself, I know how much football kits cost as well. I have to buy my missus one or two a year, Liverpool shirts and stuff like that. Like, it's a lot. Like, um, and I think you'll find, I think by doing this, you'll put fans off and buying them because people will just be like, I've only had this for 12 months. I'll just carry on wearing it. Yeah. So I don't want to see it going down that route, you know. Um, you know, if they, if they keep this one now, this is the one up until the World Cup, maybe. I'll be happy with that. Um, but yeah, if it's every 12 months, I just think it's a cash grab and it's just something I don't agree with, especially in, in what's been going on the last sort of uh, 16 months. Uh, sticking with Wales, I just thought I'd obviously mention this just because uh, it was actually funny. There was footage, everyone knows about sort of Alan jones and Jake Ball had a fight during the Amazon Cup, no, uh, during the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, and obviously... Alan Jones had a split eye or whatever it was. Well, the footage has come out now and it's um, it's quite funny. It's funny to watch now, isn't it? But there's yeah. two things. Jake Ball got the better of it, hands down. He got he got the digs in. There's two things. I, I, well, three things I take out of it. One, Jake Ball, fair dues, he's got a dig on him. It's, two, it's how, how fast his hands were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, I, I think Alan Jones took him well, especially considering he split his, uh, he split his eye, didn't he? Yeah. And three, if you watch the footage, it's just funny, which I mentioned to you. If you watch it back again and again, right? Like Ken Owens kind of stops Jake Ball. Then about four players grab hold of Alan Wynn Jones, which actually helps him getting punched in the face. Then get in between them, they grab Alan Wynn Jones, probably to protect their captain and, you know, an influential player. But it, yeah, it's hilarious when you watch it. I mean, I mean, they, they were probably tagged in it. I'm sure they've laughed about it now, haven't they? You know what I mean? To, yeah. You know, the, and uh, you know, listening to obviously ex pros who've you know commented on it and stuff, they're like, you'd be surprised how many times this happens. It just so happens, you know, it was the captain of Wales who ended up with a, a shiner. So it was funny to watch. though. well, I'm I, I'm surprised it's actually come out. Someone's uh, getting into trouble for that. Oh yeah, it's took long. Well, I think because it's a couple of months ago now. I don't think it'll ma- yeah. it matters as much now. No. I don't think either one of them's not Bob. I mean, Jake Ball's in Australia now, anyway. So uh, it makes no difference. Uh, yeah, carrying on with the Welsh theme. Gareth Williams, who was the head coach for the uh, Wales under 20s, he's been promoted to coach with the seniors. Apparently, he was coaching, um, he was helping coaching during the Six Nations and impressed Pivak enough that he has continued to use him. So he's promoting on full-time. I think he's going to be helping with the coach in the contact area. And Yoan Cunningham, who was the forward, used to be the forwards coach at Scarlet's, uh, he's going to jump up to coach in the 20s from now on, which is good because Yoan Cunningham, when he was when he got sort of let go by the Scarlet's, when Brad Moore left, um, it was a bit of a shock because he was quite highly regarded. And I think he ended up being like an academy coach somewhere. So good to see him back in because, like you say, you hear a lot about him being quite highly regarded. So it's good that he's got a decent job. Um, last few bits. Crowds back for the games. Uh, there's going to be 2,000 fans towards the Scarlet Edinburgh game on Sunday. Good to see. I think if you watch any of the Premiership games, you can tell the difference with the um, 
the fans in the uh, in the uh, stadiums down. Um, so that's brilliant. It's exactly what we want. Um, and uh, there's going to be obviously there's going to be fans as well for Wales's games against Canada and the two games against Argentina. Um, I think they're waiting on to see sort of capacities. There's been rumours of ten thousand, and you know, I, I'd be hoping more for sixteen to twenty thousand. But even so, to get any fans back in the grounds would be the main thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. You were talking about players being released um, up in Scotland. So the regions have been releasing players. I think I spoke about Scarlet's released 14 players, didn't they, um, the other week. And the other regions have sort of done the same. It hasn't been as drastic as the Scarlet's. I think every team, I think, like I said, the list for Glasgow, that was probably about 10, wasn't it? 10 or 12 players? Oh, it was, um, 16 to 18 it was. Yeah. Between retirements and stuff as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the Ospreys have released a bit of a shock. They released Scott Williams and Corey Allen. Um, Corey Allen's probably less known, but he's a really, he's like a super talented player, but he's just been ravaged. His whole career has been ravaged by injuries. Just And Scott Williams, you know, Scott, Scott Williams was a very good international player. I shouldn't say he was because he hasn't retired or anything, but he obviously hasn't played for Wales for a long time and, He's been suffering with injuries. Um, he's the sort of player I think would thrive under a pivot. Um, but yeah, he's been released, so hopefully he gets picked up. Apparently, Corey Allen's training with the Dragons, which is good. Um, I can imagine Scott Williams, as long as he can prove he's fit, he will. Uh, I'm sure he'll get a few offers. Um, notable releases to the Dragons. I think they released six the other day, but the noticeable one probably retiree, which is Brock Harris. Um, you know, he's a South African prop, international, South African international, but I think he's been at the Dragons for eight years. Proper servant, you know, reliable, um, a reliable player. You know, he's there week in, week out, you know, especially for the Dragons, as you know, probably played some tough games and got battered up front. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going back to South Africa. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of these releases are just, I think, every squad in the, uh, in the Pro 16, even the even the, the Premiership, they've had their salary cap cut, haven't they? Yeah. And, and I know just from speaking or you know, reading the news on Welsh teams that they were always going to have reduced squads this year because of funding. I mean, the Dragons, uh, Cardiff, you know, they actually can't make a lot of signings because they actually, this, this is incredible, they don't actually know their budget for next season yet. That's mental. It's mental, mate. You nailed it on the head. Um, so they're like with recruitment and stuff. I mean, the Ospreys are going. I mean, the Ospreys are recruited top notch. I mean, you know, they've got Thomas Francis in, um, Michael Collins, Jack Regan, Jack Morgan. So the Ospreys. I mean, they had they got took over though by uh, by some company out in the Middle East. So I think they were a little bit of money. I'm not saying they're minty, but I think they got a little bit of money. But like Cardiff. Dragons, Scarlets. I think they're struck. Like I think they've all signed a couple of players. But I think um, Dai Young was saying the other day. He said, "I don't know the budget, but even now, I literally don't think we can go out and sign another player." You know, the Scarlets are probably a couple of big bruising second rows 
we're a couple more forwards away from you know really competing. Um, but the fact they don't know their budgets yet is just it's mental to me. It's just something the WRU needs to pull the fucking finger out. If I'm honest, it's <laughs> quite it's quite embarrassing to be fair. Like, if you don't know your budget, but yeah, so that's it for me for news. Uh, bit of a waffle, but we'll move on. So yeah, like I said earlier in the pod, um, the squads have been announced for the uh, summer internationals. Obviously, they're not tours because they're all being played at home. Scotland, they've got England Day or England, Scotland Day versus England Day. And then you've got Romania and Georgia. Yeah. that correct? And Wales are obviously playing uh, Canada and then two games against Argentina, which will be um, interesting. So, yeah, um, let's dive into the Scotland team first, just because obviously that got announced last week. Wales one was only announced this week. So, we dive into that. I mean, we've already kind of discussed these, but while we've been sort of conversing when we haven't been podding. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, interesting, so, interesting squad. Interesting yeah, squad. I mean, the first thing is uh, like they've got 17 uncapped players, um, you know, which is pretty much half the squad uncapped, uh, which is good to see that they really looks like they're going to use it as a development squad. Um, my understanding of it is that, uh, I can't remember how many players they've picked now. Um like 36 or something, however many, but apparently they're going to use a certain amount for the Scotland Day versus England Day. Uh, and then if it's going to get shrunk down a little bit more for the, um, the actual two tests against um, Romania and Georgia. Um, so as I said to you before, I mean, like some of the players I didn't even know were like Scots qualified. Uh, Nick Otterak from Northampton Saints. I think he's quite old. I think he's like 28, 29. So, I mean, he, he will be at the, the next... He can go to the next World Cup and that, but um, just for me, like him, I didn't know he was Scots qualified. Uh, there was another one as well that plays for Doncaster, and I can't remember his name now. Um, I will find him though. Uh, but oh, where's he gone? Uh, Robin uh, Hislop, I like plays for Doncaster Knights. I wasn't aware of him, um, so obviously I was like googling them when uh, when the names came up because I'm not obviously I don't know all the Scots qualified and. Uh, players in in the world, but um, like seeing like sort of player like you and Ashman coming in, really really good to see him in the squad because um, we all know that uh, Eddie Eddie Jones has already like highlighted him as someone he'd like to to be in the um, in the England squad. I was surprised that Jake Kerr didn't come in um, as well as one of the hookers. I thought they might go for Ashman Kerr and Turner, so he'd go with two youngsters but uh, he's gone with uh, give um, Dave Cherry another go uh, and he's also given uh, Grant Stewart a go as well so there's actually gone with four hookers uh, good to see Grant Stewart in there again he's not had a lot of rugby recently so it'll be good to see to see him play again but I think it's just a really really good balance of experience um, and, and youth uh, mixed in in both the forwards and the backs um, in the back seeing um uh, what's his name? Ross Thompson in the squad. Great to see Rufus Flick, uh, McLean in the squad. Cole Forbes. Uh, I say I'm not sure how much they'll be involved in the the Romania um, Georgia game. I think they may just be in there for a bit of experience and to play in the in the Scotland A game. Um, the one I really didn't know about. I think you mentioned to me saying was taking the Welsh is Sebastian. Like I. Javan Sebastian. Yeah. the Welsh players now, mate. Yeah, I was like that. I was like, who the fuck is he? But uh, 
But you know, fair play to him. He's obviously made his allegiance to Scotland, so uh, which is great news for us. Uh, gives us more depth in that position as well. Uh, he's a is he prop, isn't he? Tight head. Yeah. So like for me, it's just a really good burn. Like the 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 big surprise of the mission. Like obviously we knew like Richie uh, Richie Gray and Johnny Gray wouldn't go, and obviously the Lions players as well. Like Johnny, sort of like Johnny Gray, who's going to play another couple of games before the end of the season, probably. You know. For exit, you know, needs a rest. But like, I suppose um, Hutchinson um, for me is a surprise. Um, like for me, like if I, I think I've, I've said it to you numerous times, and I've heard it on other pods as well. I've said the same as as I'm thinking. Like if if Redpath the one they want to play twelve, the closest twelve we've got to Redpath is a Rory Hutchinson. So for me, it would have been a no-brainer to have him in there. Obviously, with Redpath being out injured for for a year, I thought he'd be perfect. Um, the, apparently, he's been given work on points by Townsend, and although not fact, most people have said like uh, what people seem to think is it's they don't seem to think that Hutchinson is is def- that ha- ha- Townsend's not happy with whether it's Townsend or Tandy aren't happy with his way he defends. Um, so I don't know if it's maybe when he's been in Scotland camp, he doesn't get the Tandy way of doing it, or if he d- does miss a lot of tackles, I'm not sure. Um, but for me, I thought he'd be in there. He's a ball playing 12. He can play 13 if he needs to. He's got a good kicking game as well. Um, so it's it's really surprising that he's not been in there. But all the him rest and Bigger, been... him and Bigger have got a right little partnership at, at Northampton. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, with the Hutchinson, sorry to interrupt, but I don't get it with Hutchinson. Um I, we were talking uh, the other day. We had a quick talk about these squads, and we were talking about. And obviously, they talk about his defence. You, you, can, you will not play in the Premiership if you can't defend. You know, I mean, you can get away with it if you're. You know, Danny Cipriani's not a great defender, but Danny Cipriani is. Um, you know, he's one of them players. He's a luxury player, isn't he? Um, yeah. I just, you, you just don't you just don't play in the Premiership. If you, if you the thing is, not not it's not like Northampton a shorter centre. He plays week in week out for Northampton. Yeah, no, that's Northampton's what I mean. Yeah, him and, him and, if he was no. defensive liability, then you'd say he'd probably get dropped a little bit. But that doesn't seem to happen. So it is it is what it is. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately he's not there. They've gone with Lang. Um, I don't know what Townsend sees in Lang. I'm not a massive fan. He's not. He's a good player, obviously, but. For me, I don't see it, but Hutchinson's a better player. I agree. Yeah. Um, obviously, this uh, I'll try and say his name right. Tui Pelotu. Um, well done. Well done. Uh, so he's he's come in. I don't know if he's he's a winger come centre. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, I imagine he'll be in the centres because I think my understanding is that the, the centres are Lang, Scott, and him, and Tui Pelotu. Um, but obviously, Cal Stain being an option there as well. But he's, he has been playing wing, Calstein. Obviously, I'm buzzing. Matt Scott's in the squad. Great to see. Um, so uh, hopefully he goes well. Um, I think he'll be he'll be at twelve. I think, um, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I say I like when this squad came out. I looked at it like scrum halves. Good to see. Great to see Jamie Doby in there and um, and Charlie Shield. Um, obviously with George Horn as the the experienced one. But all three of them are like really really quick. You know, um, they want to run the ball. They run great support lines. Oh, uh, Steele's in there as well, which is deserved after the way he played the Six Nations, although he's not much, not played much for Harlequins uh, recently. And it, uh, like for me, I just think seeing Carl Stain in there, 
is brilliant as well. Like he's had a horrific year with injuries. He's come back. He's been like a new signing for Glasgow. He's been brilliant and uh, seen rewarded with a, a Scotland call ups. Brilliant as well. Um, and then I'm interested to see how Ross Thompson does. Um, he's been fantastic for Glasgow. Pro- kept Hastings away from the tense shirt. You know, Taste- Hastings has been playing fullback last couple of games for Glasgow. Uh, and Thompson's been going at 10 and Thompson's been the one kicking, uh, which is good to see. Um, you know, he's obviously Hastings far more experienced player, but happy to let uh, Thompson do the kicking and, and, and things like that. So um, great to see him in there. I'd quite like to see what he do. I think he'll start at 10 in the Scotland Day game, wherever he goes to the Romania uh, and George games. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, good to see him, see what he can do. So overall, like really, really happy with the team. It's definitely like a development Squad, um, and it'd be good to see how the players go. Yeah, brilliant. Happy, really happy with it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I like that Jamie Ritchie's the captain, and yeah, obviously Jamie Ritchie. I mean, I love the fact that he he got given a samurai sword by the Japanese, so it just shows how classy he is. Yeah, so yeah, I'm happy he's captain. Um, I mean that. There's no way I'm not going to. Crit- the only thing I criticise about the squad is I do think Hutchison deserves a chance. Yeah, that's my, my that's my only thing. Like I've got no problem. Yeah. Like so, like Fraser Brown and McAnally haven't gone. Well, they've had injury problems all year. They could probably do with a summer off. So yeah. I'll do that. It's a really good decision. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Hutchison's I, the one I don't get. Yeah, Hutchinson's one. Um, I think I think they've they've got two of Pilotto. They're going to cap him. Against Romania or Georgia, I'd imagine if you like you say if there's only sort of three or four centres, be interesting to see how he goes. If you look at his his highlights, they look quite explosive. Yeah. Um, but the caveat to that is he's playing in Japan, so I've said it on here before. That's where you see second rows running seventy meters as well. So, but I mean, he looks from what you see the eye test. He looks uh, he looks really good. Interesting. I want to see. I'd like to see Rufus McLean start on the wing. Um, because I think he's an exciting player. Yeah, I mean, it's a good team. I mean, I think you've got a, a more of an opportunity to, I wouldn't say more of an opportunity, but like it's a good chance for Scotland to develop because they've got the England A game. You know, it's, I don't want to say it's a throwaway game, but it's a good game to get experience in for. Uh, and then the Romania, and obviously, George is going to be um, a tougher game than Romania. Um, but I mean, you're probably playing Georgia at the best time after they've just probably been bullied by Springboks for two games. So, um, yeah, it's good. I, I like to see develop. I like to see development. I like to see new players getting goes and stuff like that. Like you know, talking about the the scrum halves and stuff like that. Like I think Jamie Doby deserves a run. Uh, I like the look of him. Ross Thompson. I mean. Ross Thompson, I mean, a lot of people were talking about Nathan Chamberlain, weren't they, when he signed for... Did he sign from Bath? Was it Bath? Oh, where's Chamberlain? Was it Bath? I can't remember. He, obviously, he was in He was in a, a, an English team, wasn't he? Signed for Edinburgh, and there was a lot of talk about him. I actually, feel so, I, I actually feel sorry for him now, because they, Cockerell starts King on at 10 out of him now. <laughs> That's from yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of them. Like, I feel a bit sorry for Chamberlain because uh, I don't think he's um, allowed to really play the game. He uh, from Bristol. Yeah. From, um, I don't really think he's allowed to play how he wants to play. Uh, he's it's just a bit more of, structured. Yeah, it's like whereas I think Thompson's given a bit more freedom. 
I think for Thompson, mm. it's helped him like having like Ali Price had a very good season and having like Ali Price next to him and, and a Sam Johnson next to him as well, I suppose. Quite experienced mm-hmm. player, you know, has, has really helped with his, um, you know, Edinburgh have just had a really, really shitty, difficult season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think Chamberlain came with a bit more fanfare because of how he'd done in the under 21 Six Nations uh, the season mm-hmm. before. Uh, I think he scored a hat trick against Wales, didn't he, or something? Uh, yeah, but he's, you know, he's found it a bit harder going. Um, but you know he's 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 21 years old, so he's he's got time on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no decent looking squad. Like you say, I'm happy Jamie Ritchie's captain. Um, I think that's we've said it for a while, haven't we? We said it before Hog got made captain. Yeah, and I love Hogg. I'm not criticising him for being captain. I'm one of them. I like captains to be in the forwards. And I think as a long-term, Jamie Ritchie be brilliant. I think towards the end of the Six Nations, Hogg changed my opinion a bit. But I thought at first, him being captain, he wasn't really himself. Um, but obviously, I, don't, I know he's, he's a vice-captain anyway, isn't he? Yeah. So, but yeah, it'd be good to see him uh, leading the team. And obviously, he's a class player. So, yeah, it could be interesting for Scotland. I think, like you say, you're going to find a lot of uh, new players. Interesting enough, Bevan Rod didn't get a call-up. I think he's probably... I'd imagine they would have gone after him from sale, wouldn't you? Yeah. Unless, 50-50 unless, with England, wasn't he? Possibly, yeah. So, we'll see. He could be in the England squad next week, right? So. Well, there's, there's, there's potential in the Wales squad like that as well. Like, so. so, nice little segue into the Wales squad and I I don't like to criticise Pivac because in fairness he changed my opinion uh, quite drastically but I am going to criticise him <laughs> um, some, some of the selections I mean Wales selected 34 players I mean the thing and I said this a couple of weeks ago and I will say it it's different for Wales we are going to be playing Argentina you know they're not a team to be sniffed at, you know. Um, so, I had a feeling it would be less development, aka of Scotland, um, because, you know, you are playing a, a very good team. I still wanted, you know, something different. I mean, I'll run I'll run through the squad. Um, let's just go for the props first. So, I... I, I, I I think some of the Wales players have been picked to keep them fit. Basically, if Lions, if there's any injuries in the Lions, I believe that. Um, some of them are just being picked because they must be, the coaches on the training pitch, they must be immense because our three loose head props are all from the same club. <laughs> they're all from the Ospreys. So they're not all playing. Yeah. That's just, you know, or they're either on the subs bench. So, Nicky Smith, I picked him. I think I picked him. So, that's fine. Uh, he's picked, gone for Gareth Thomas. So, we've got five uncapped players in our team. One is Gareth Thomas, uh, who's a loose head. Fair enough. I think he's been playing really well for the Ospreys. Um, and then he's picked Rodri Jones. I don't see it. Um, he hasn't played since February. No rugby since, I think... I think against Scotland. Um, so I have no idea why he's picking him. You've got players who've been playing a lot better. Maybe he wants him in for experience, but I think he's only got 10 caps anyway. Uh, me personally, 
I just wouldn't have picked him. I think Domachowski at Cardiff has been playing exceptionally well. Um, whether he doesn't think Pivak wants to obviously go for a bit more of a mobile player, um, maybe he doesn't think he gets around the park enough. I get where you're coming from, but then at the end of the day, a prop is it's all about the nuts and bolts. You've got to be able to scrub and jump. Yeah. You know, you got, you know, we talked about Xander Ferguson. Xander Ferguson, a couple of years back, great round the park, and his scrummaging was okay. And he got dropped, then he? he got dropped from Scotland and kind of went through a rough patch, worked on his games, come back now. And essentially, he's back in the Scotland team because he's, you know, a top class scrummaging now, isn't he? Yeah, his all round game's uh, good now. Yeah, his all round game's good now. So, you know, you could have. Got Rob Evans in if you wanted another experience propping. And Reese Carey's kind of just, I mean, he doesn't even start for Cardiff anymore. So he's just completely gone off the radar. So that was the first selection, the Roger Jones one. Um, you know, I think, you know, you know, form should come into it. And obviously we'll talk about that later on when I talk about the back row. Um, but yeah, that's one, a strange one for me. The tight edge, he's picked Thomas Francis, Leon Brown and Dylan Lewis. I believe this is my first pick. I think Thomas Francis is in that team to try and keep him fit just in case any of the tight ends go down because I'd imagine he's the next cab off the rank. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. So, me personally, this would have been the summer to give Leon Brown the number three shirt for Wales. You're you're our tight end for the summer. We see a lot of promise in you. He carries, he gets around the pitch. His scrummaging's getting better. Put him up against the RGs. There's no need. You know, you could have Will Griff John in that position. The poor lad was going to make his debut for Wales. Game gets cancelled for COVID. Bang, his Wales career is done. Even if you wanted Thomas Francis, I wouldn't have Dylan Lewis in there because I like Dylan Lewis. Gets around the pitch, he tackles. You know, he's great at the breakdown. His scrummaging, you know, needs work on. So, that's like you say, that's my first one where I think you picked him there to keep him fit for the Lions. I, I can only be honest. The three hookers, he's picked Elliot D, which is great. He's going to finally get his chance to start, hopefully. Ryan Elias, don't see it. Don't see it with him. I'd have picked Ivan Phillips. And then Sam Parry, who I thought was unlucky not to be in the Six Nations squad. So the front row, I, I'm happy with, but I still think we need to develop. I mean, I say develop. I still wouldn't have been bothered if uh, Rob Evans had been picked. You know, he's 29. But he probably hasn't played for Wales since 2019. You know, he's the sort of player Pivot knows and Pivot likes. So that's quite of a shock. Uh, second row is exactly how I thought it'd go. I thought he might give Beard a summer off, but we got Beard, Corey Hill, Will Rowlands, and Ben Carter. Uh, Pivot labelling ben, ben Carter the potential next Alan Wynne Jones. No pressure then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen, Ben Carter is. An exceptional young young player and doing really well on a Dragons team that can struggle. Uh, but there was no shocks in the second row. Adam Beard, you know, he's just first choice now. Corey Hill's good. And but I'd like to see Will Rowlands play. Um, you know, everyone goes, I don't think he's up to it, I don't think he's up to it. But you know, I think he's had one start for Wales. Yeah. I like Will Rowlands, I quality. I, I, he plays really well for uh, for Wasps. I just don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think you can judge a player off like one start for Wales. I think he's had one start. You know, when you're getting 20 minutes off a bench, 
sometimes you can be in the game and sometimes, you know, you can take your time to get into it. So, to be fair, I mean, do you imagine if we play Will Rowlands and Adam Beard in the second row? Like six, seven and six, eight. Big old boys, Both. mate. Yeah, yeah. Units. And sure up your scrum though, wouldn't it? So, I was pretty happy with the second row. Um, I mean, the fact he's gone for four means Ben Carter is going to get a game, which I'm, I'm really happy about. Um, the back row... The back row is probably the biggest strength in Welsh rugby at the moment, hands down. So you've got, here's my next selection of being kept fit for the Lions, Josh Navidi. I'm not angry about it, but, you know, Josh Navidi, Ross Moriarty, Aaron Wainwright, James Botham, Tame Basham's got in. I'm not sure whether I picked him. I think I did pick him. No, I didn't. But, <laughs> and, then, and then Josh Turnbull. Right. Josh Turnbull has probably been one of, if not the best player in Welsh rugby this season. Okay? He's been he's been brilliant for Cardiff. Playing six, seven, eight. I think he covers in the, in the, in the second row as well. He's been exceptional. My problem with it is, and I think, I think it's great that you're, you know, with him, he's gone with Turnbull. He's gone, you know, we're picking on four. But then you pick in Rodri Jones, who hasn't played since February. He's got no form. So it's kind of, Pivak does have this contradictory side to him. My problem with Josh Turnbull is Josh Turnbull, at the age of 33, with all our first choice back row there, is not going to a World Cup. He's not. He is not the future. Uh, and Pivak said this week, so it's not just about getting new captain, it's getting more experience for the people who are here. He's got 10 caps. You know, I, you know, he's a great player. You know, he's a great club player, a great servant to Welsh rugby. But how you haven't picked a player like Jack Morgan or a Tommy Raffle or an Ollie Griffiths? I'm surprised you know, that they didn't pick Raffle. Well, you, so you pick Navidi, which I, I wouldn't have picked Navidi. I'd have given him, listen, get a time off, get fresh. I think he's been picked to keep him fit because he knows if a bat row goes down, potentially Navidi's next cab off the rank. Yeah. So if you look at it, you've got Navidi, Moriarty, Wainwright. That's going to start against Argentina, isn't it? You'd imagine those yeah. three. And that's tasty. All right. And then you've got James Botham, fan, fan of him. He's been around the Welsh squad. He's young. No no problem with that. Tane Basham. Bit of a shock. I thought Morgan would get picked ahead of Tane Basham. Um, but I like Tane Basham. And Pibak has said, you know, he's more of the modern. Number seven, he's, he, he believes less ball is being stolen on the ground. Um, so you need back rows you can get round. And you know, that is sort of Tame Basham's game. He kind of played six, seven and eight. And that's where this Turnbull thing, I don't mean to be horrible to him, but, you know, Jack Morgan, he's 21. He's been ripping up. You know, I baked him up. What did I say a couple of weeks ago? He'll be on the next Lions tour. I truly believe that. I think he's, you know, he's exceptional. You know, Tommy Raffle has been playing unbelievable for Leicester. And this is the problem. Eddie Jones is circling around Tommy Raffle now as well. And Pivak came out this week saying, we won't pick players for the fear of England picking them. So, I mean, that's fair enough. Listen, I kind of like that as well. You know, I don't want people to be given caps just so you, you tie them down to a country. But at the end of the day, I think Tommy Raffle's a good player. Pretty fucking decent player, yeah. <laughs> a decent player. He was mixing it with some, you know, Leicester, their forward pack's been quality this year, hasn't he? 
Yeah. And he's he's keeping, you know, in some games, he's keeping some of the South Africans out of the team. If you can keep the South Africans out of the back row, you're not doing too bad. Um, and then Ollie Griffiths. Ollie Griffiths could be a fitness thing, but I think Ollie Griffiths is maybe the probably one of the most talented back rows in Wales. Um, yeah, the, the, the Josh Turbull is a bit of a head-scratcher for me. So there's things in the forwards that I'm just not... I think we could give. I know it's Argentina, but I think we could still give opportunities for players to, you know, at least be on the bench or at least, you know, gain experience. We were playing Canada, and with all due respect to Canada, you know, we should be able to beat Canada, shouldn't we? Even with a mix and match team. So that was that was a bit disappointing. Uh, Scrum halves, pretty happy. Uh, Thomas Williams, Kieran Hardy, and Rodri Williams. So I think that's that. I think he'll be the seventh. Scrum off that Pivac would have used. <laughs> <laughs> mental. It's mental when you consider. I think you'll 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 admit like the amount of talent at Scrum off in Wales. You know, it was a point where we thought at least two Welsh Scrum offs would go on the Lions tour. You know, we yeah. were talking about that. Um, I, I haven't watched Thomas Williams in the last few weeks. I think Gatlin's missed a trick picking Gareth Davis over him. Honestly, he's such a better player. Uh, but yeah, happy with that. I mean, in saying that though, I still want Kieran Hardy to get a good chance because you know you, you see that game against England. Although it's a small, a small taste, you know, it looks like he's he's you know he's an international class player. So pretty happy with them. Like I say, Roger Williams. I wouldn't have picked Roger Williams personally. I would have gone a Dane Black or a Ruben Morgan Williams. Uh, get a youngster in there, um, just because you'd imagine Hardy and Williams are probably going to split the games anyway. Fly off, easy decisions. You've got Callum Sheedy and Jared Evans. I think Jared Evans plays against Canada and Sheedy gets the 10 against Argentina. So pretty happy about that. Um, I think it, it's this I think it'll be good for Sheedy because he won't have bigger there. So it will be Sheedy's team. He'll be um, running the uh... Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's his team to control, isn't it? I think yeah. he's enjoyed and and you know, you know, we it was quite fruitful when um you know, it was working well with Sheedy coming off the bench, but, you know, I would like to see him, you know, have his team and run the team. Um, centres. So here's my next one, who I believe has been kept fit for the Lions, is Foxy, because he's the captain. Um, I'd have given him the summer off. Give him the summer off. You know, he hasn't, his form's been pretty poor. He had a decent game in his last game, but his form hasn't really been great. Um, the others are Willis Halaholo, Nick Tompkins. Probably some might, people might think he's a bit lucky, but I think he's been playing well for Saracens now. He's come back from the Dragons. He's probably got his confidence back. And then Ben Thomas has been picked. So I picked uh, an Iron Irwin from the Dragons out of Ben Thomas. But Ben Thomas, oh, he's silky smooth. Silky smooth of a player. Someone compared him to Gavin Anson the other day. I yeah, I see that. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't quite say that. I mean, for, for all Gavin Henson's fault, he was an unbelievable player, unbelievable rugby player. Without injuries and the fact he's a bit of a tit, um, you know, I think he was one of the most talented players we, we've we've had in Britain. Um, so yeah, I kind of like that. I feel a bit sorry for Kieran Williams. Uh, it, you know, um, and Iron Owen. Hasn't been picked, but Dean Ryan's actually said he's actually going to be with the squad over the summer uh, training. So you might as well just pick him in the squad, mightn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. I mean, you're probably going to see Foxy and Willis Halaholo against Argentina. I wouldn't mind seeing Halaholo and Tompkins, maybe. Could be could be an exciting 12-13. Um, yeah, I feel Kieran Williams has probably missed out. And probably, you know, probably Tompkins has, has took that. I think you could have gone with Foxy, Halaholo, Kieran Williams, Ben Thomas. Owen Watkin has been dropped. Yeah. Which shocked a few. Uh, but apparently Pivak spoke to him and there's, there's a few work-ons in his game. They don't believe they're, um, he needs to work on his, his attacking game. Um, so, you know, take that take out of that what you will, but we wouldn't have won that game against Scotland if it wasn't for Owen Watkin. Yeah, true. Yeah, we, ankle tap. One, of, one of the best ankle taps you'll ever see. Um, and then... They've got the back three. And to be fair, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. You've got Jonah Holmes, who's been probably the form winger in... He's been brilliant. In the yeah. pro he's been unbelievable. you got Owen Lane, who I believe, I do think, same again, he's got injury problems coming out of his arse, hamstring problems. I think if he can get over them, it will be an absolute asset. Hallam Amos has got in there. Uh, Lee Halfpenny. Uh, that's a joke. Lee Halfpenny, what what does what does Wayne Pivak need to see from Lee Halfpenny? Absolutely exactly. nothing. I I think he wants an ex- I think he wants that old dead at the back, but I think we need to start developing fullbacks. Liam Williams will be our fullback t- till the World Cup. You know, injuries. You know, but even Liam Williams is twenty nine, I think. So we need to start developing. You know, our next fullbacks. I'm playing Lee Halfpenny in one or even two tests against Argentina. Yeah, he's safe at the back. He makes his tackles, kicks goals for fun. He is not a Wayne Pivot player. You know, you see the way that Wales played. Let's take the France game at the end. The way that Wales played in that, with Liam Williams and Zamit and Josh Adams. Do you see a Lee Halfpenny fitting in there and doing all them things? I just, I just I, It's nothing against him. The guy... He's an absolute legend. He will he is a legend, not just of Wales, of rugby. Yeah, and he's he's for me. It's just like he just doesn't. He doesn't need him he, he's 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 played a lot of rugby in his life. Yeah, yeah. He, he could do the summer off anyway yeah. to recharge and things. Like, and Lee Halfpenny is one of them. You could play. You could play four out of your five games in the Six Nations, and Halfpenny's not involved. And then something happens to Liam Williams, and you're like, right, we'll bring Halfpenny in. And you could just bring him in from nowhere, and he'd do a job. He's probably yeah. one of the best defensive fullbacks in the world. He's good under high ball. He's a good tackler. His kicking's brilliant. You know, he hasn't quite got the attacking game that he used to have because he's, he's not as quick as he was. No. But he is Mr. Reliable, but he doesn't need to go into a development. And it is a development squad as well. So it should <laughs> be. A lot of it is. He doesn't need to be in that squad, um, no. in my opinion. Uh, but no. the same as Jonathan Davis doesn't need to be in that squad. No. Um, but you, I see you are playing Argentina. They're not, you know, Scotland are only playing, no, no disrespect, but they're only playing Romania and Georgia. Uh, yeah. America, uh, England are playing USA and Canada. You know, it's, it is a bit different, but, you know, it's still at the same time, you've got a, You've got to bring, we, these are opportunities to bring these young players through. And, you we, know, at the moment, you'd say half penny will probably start fullback. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's disappointing. And I can say it's nothing against it. We've said on this pod, right? We've said on this pod a load of time. We both agree on it. You need to see players against these teams. I want to see, you know, 
a youngs having a crack at it is Argentina. Yeah, I get it. They are a good team. But I want to see them play against good teams. You know, if you're just going to play, all due respect, against a Canada or USA and all that, and they could look great, and it's a great introduction to international rugby. But if their next cap because of injuries is against an Argentina or a team, you know, in the top 10 or 8 in the world, you don't know, do you? So it is disappointing. You know, you, you could have had a Matt Prothero in there. You know, you could have given Johnny McNichol another go. I think Johnny McNichol's pulling a whale shirt, in my opinion now. But I'd like to see Johnny McNichol's real position to fallback. And he's like a sort of second playmaking fallback which is right up Pivak Street. Um, so that's disappointing. And then the last two, you've got Yoan Lloyd, which is exciting, but Pivak's talking about, we think he can do a job on the wing for us. And I'm like, oh. yes, he plays on the wing for Bristol. But you play him at fullback. Yeah. He, he's a 10, but he plays fullback. And he's like, when I hear Pivak saying, oh, I think he'll do a job on the wing for us. Yes, he played on the wing against, I think it was Georgia or Italy. I think he played on the wing against George when he came on, went to fullback when he came on against Italy in that fucking shocking Amazon Cup thing. Um, I mean, the, the guy is so talented. When you watch, did you see his try the other week where he, uh, did the little, he did the little step and the two defenders just stopped and he went bang. See you later. He's a good, I've seen bits of it. He's a good player. He's clearly, yeah. I mean, he's a bit, he's lightweight, but he's yeah, he's, he's 19. <laughs> yeah. I think he's nineteen or twenty, um, but I think you know you, you you know you could be developing him that like yeah I would rather see him play a fullback against Argentina, yeah or or Amos, but I'd rather see Lloyd in there because if you think now even if he has a couple of or he struggles a little bit in them games he'll learn more from that than coming on with twenty minutes to go. Yeah, and you're not I'm like with all due respect to Alan Amos. Pivak probably knows what Helen Amos is going to bring. Yeah, he's played for Wales enough. Yeah, I, I, but I think I think this could be not to me though with Helen Amos. I've always loved him, but I, I'm with you. I'm kind of getting to that point now. Is is he good enough? This could be a time to see him and give him the fullback role because I think fullbacks is better position. I don't think he's not sure whether he's got the major gas for a winger, but I think in that fullback role. He does that where he hits the line late. He's, you know, he's, he's a good rugby player. He's, you know, yeah, he probably do a job at good. Center. That's been the talk as well, but you know, converting defensively, isn't it? But so I'd like to I'd even have him at fullback, you know. But and then the last one, the last uncapped player. So the uncapped players were Tane Basham, Ben Thomas, uh, Ben Carter, Gareth Thomas, and then Tom Rogers. From the Scarlets. Now, I haven't really spoke about Tom Rogers in fairness, and I didn't think he was sort of on the Welsh radar, but he's he's very much he's like Liam Williams. He's the same as Liam Williams. There's a try against Connor the other week he's, where he's a prick as well, is he? Sanjay's not a prick, mate. It's just competitive. Um he absolutely murdered this guy from Connor with a step and burnt him. Yeah, and he just yeah yeah he's like he's like a, a winger fullback sort of player. It's exciting to see. I think you know, the, it's an area Wales need to develop. I know this sounds mental, but you know, you know we need we need Owen Lane to develop. All right, we got Jonah Holmes. I think he's class, but I think he's twenty eight. Uh, you know, so he's got a lot of years in him still. But you know, we need these Tom Rogerses. I mean, we're lucky. You have got an Adams and a and a Louis Adams is coming into his prime. 
Lou Reese Abbott's just at the start of his career. Um, so you need the Owen Lane and the Joan Holmes. I mean, I've been tempted to try Joan Holmes at fullback. I think he's an immense fullback. He's been, uh, he's been playing on the wing, though, hasn't he? He's like, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played, he played you, you why play him fullback when you've got um, half Penny, Amos, and what's his face? Yeah, well, he played, he played fullback for Leicester. He didn't, he didn't really play on the wing for Leicester. He played fullback. No, but so. he's playing that. Like, like, for me, I'm always I'm one for playing players in their best position. His best, he's been on fire on the wing. Leave him on the wing. You've got you've got mm. three guys that can play fullback. Leave them at fullback. Yeah, but they're also they're well they're also wingers as well, aren't they? Well, Joe and Lloyd isn't. But yeah, I mean, I'd have, I'd have had Matt Prothero or Johnny McNichol in, but so I sound like I'm a bit despondent. I'm not. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to like about this Welsh team. I do feel we've missed a trick on a bit more development, though. Um, even though, I mean, like players like Jack Morgan or a, a Tommy Raffle or a Morgan Morris, you know, the things that they could learn from training with a Navidi or a Moriarty or a Wainwright and things like that. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. They could they could have all been invited to training, couldn't they? And they haven't really. You know, Scotland usually release a couple of like three not academy players, but like you know, they. Uh, Jamie Doby was training with the Six Nations team, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of announced that, and England usually announce it. Wales don't seem to do that. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm just looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, you know, there's going to be a bit of a lull, isn't there, between... Well, there isn't really, is there? There's going to be Premiership Rugby, then the Lions game, um, and then you're going to be in the Lions tour, and obviously the Summer game. So, yeah. I just hope some of these players, I hope Ben Thomas gets a chance. I, well, I hope they all get a cap at some point. I imagine they are. <laughs> ben, ben Cart should, so. The next Alan Wynne Jones, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's, a ter- yeah. that's a terrible shout for a, for a coach to make. A lot, you can pressure, say, listen, a lot of pressure. Well, I, you can say, listen, he's got the talent to be a top-class international for years to come. You think you, you can say, listen, he's, I think he's got the talent to be a world-class player. But to turn around and say, I think we've got the you know potential to be the next Alan Wynne Jones. You're talking about the guy who's won the most caps in all of international rugby, has won multiple Six Nations titles, four Lions tours. <laughs> you know, not a lot to live up to, really, is there? <laughs> no. So yeah, interesting. Then teams, let us know what you think. I think we did ask. I think obviously we we've had a little bit of chat on there. Uh, on Twitter about the Scotland team, but we'll put something up and see what people think about the uh, Wales team and who you, who you think you should be in or who you think should be out, uh, more importantly. Um, should we talk a bit about the Rainbow Cup? Let's talk a bit about the Rainbow Cup. Yeah, Let's finish off on the Rainbow Cup. I, I am not going to talk about specific games. Um, I think some games have been really good. Cardiff played really well against Munster. Um, the week. The one thing I'm going to say about the Rainbow Cup, and I think you'll agree, as most people do, the captain's challenge bollocks needs to change. I think the second half in the Cardiff Zebra game was 67 minutes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 67 minutes. Um, and I think there was a there was a game involving one of the Scottish teams. It was almost over two hours. Well over two hours. Yeah. Um, it's just horrendous. Because people are just like, yep, let's challenge that. Let's challenge that. It's just, it's, one, it's, it's, it's stupid as well. Like some of the, I know they've got to put like some form of rule with it. But like Ryan Wilson got um, 
sh- like a shoulder to the head, and because um, he like didn't go because he was like obviously feeling it, so he was a captain. So he went to the referee like thirty seconds later and said, "I want a captain's challenge. I've just been shoulder in the head." And he went, "It's been more than twenty seconds now, so you can't." And then TMO didn't pick it up or anything like that. And then showed a replay like a few minutes later, and he's he's been taken out of the head, and it's like, well. Because he didn't do it in twenty seconds, it's tough shit. Yeah. I was getting treatment, mate. I was getting treatment for concussion, mate. Yeah, so uh, yeah, a bit of work to do with it. Uh, yeah, they'll get rid of that. I don't think it'll stay, and because it turned into a, um, it turned into people just trying to get people sent off, didn't it? Yep. Which you know you don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like if players make bad tackles, then they deserve to get the sending off and things like that. But you don't want to see players. Trying to get other players sent off. No, not in a million years, mate. I think it's uh, like you said. It there was a tie. There was a Cardiff game against Dragons. Josh Turnbull did it at the end of the game, and fair enough, he got it on the shoulder, but no one noticed it. No Cardiff player asked for it. You know, it wasn't like you know you see it now, don't you? And you can tell when someone's been it in the head. You know, and I'm, I'm all about helping. You know, taking away head contact with obviously concussions and things like that, like but. Yeah, just it's just been really poor. I mean, like you say, for the Welsh teams, it hasn't been great. Um, like we were saying before, I think Glasgow, I mean, you could turn around and say Glasgow have done it when it didn't really count. But in fairness to them, they've, they've still done something, though. They've found a little bit of form and this will be, keep them in good stead for next season. I'd like to think, with, with the recruitment they made, I think Glasgow have made probably some of the best recruitment in the whole of the Pro 14, in all honesty. I mean, after saying that Danny Wilson didn't really get any support, he's got plenty of support, um, which is good to see. I think, you know, I think with the Welsh teams, I've already said it, they don't know their, um, their budgets for next season, they're having to release players. Uh, you know, Cardiff has looked better when they've had their better players back. You know, when Thomas Williams and Darren Evans has played, they look a different team. They look a different team because they're two international players. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, it's been nice to see, you know, Tipperick and Alan Jones playing for the Ospreys and things like that. Like, you know, I don't know, you know, the, the whole this whole Rainbow Cup experience. Yes, players needed games. The Lions players who've been selected needed games, um, but the whole thing's just been a bit of a. They should have just let the, left the pole, Pro Fourteen as the same, shouldn't they? Yeah, um, and, and obviously, and obviously, they thought the South African teams were going to come over. You know, COVID's changed all that. It didn't really need to happen. We, were, I think, that was more to do a favour for the South African teams with the Lions tour coming up. But to me, it's just been, oh, it's been good because, in, in one way, it's been good for development. You have seen some of the youngsters coming through. Um, some players getting more opportunities. Teams playing a little bit more, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I think majority of people would just be happy when it's over now. Yeah, I think so as well. And like, because it's Rainbow Cup, you know, George North and uh, Porter have missed out on uh, being Lions. Which they, play, players, players need to play, don't they, to keep fitness and stuff. But, you know, I mean, Porter, what, I mean, Porter was, you know, he's in the squad. And then it, it sounds so bad. A toe injury took him out. You know, it wasn't as cruciate to anything like that. 
And I'm sure, you know, if you listen to all the podcasts and stuff, they're saying, you know, a toe injury on a prop is horrendous. Um, you know, for someone like George Knoll, well, I think from what Gatlin said, he was pretty much getting picked, wasn't he? And, you know, probably deservedly from the Six Nations. And then, you know, his was, I think, a slip, wasn't it? Or is it, you know, it wasn't like innocuous. He's got his studs caught on the ground, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, you know, when I watched, I mean, Tipperick and Alan jones played three games, I think. And you sat there, you're watching it and you just go, just don't get it. And, and I think that, and I don't think that just for Wales players, you know, if I'm watching Scotland, even the Premiership, you know, I don't root for any English players, but, you know, I'm kind of watching it and I'm going, you know, that's a good player, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I mean, Di Young, Di, you know, Di Young's come out and said, you know, he dropped, um, didn't drop, but he stopped, uh, Josh Adams playing against Zebra because he said like he said I'll never forgive myself if he got injured playing Zebra in the Rainbow Cup and didn't tour. yeah so even coaches oh it's different in the Premiership but it's not because well it is because they've still got Heineken Cup to play for but or Champions Cup but yeah I mean because Hamish Watson played this weekend didn't he because he, he, that was the first game he's played since for ages isn't it yeah uh, Hamish Watson and Duhan played as well and Duhan played he came off injured but he's alright isn't he yeah um, so they do need these games oh, just some of it's just you know they, there's some 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 teams have finished their season some teams are playing this weekend I'll watch it, you know, I'll watch it because, you know, we're, we're rugby fans. You're the same as me, you'll watch it because we're rugby fans. But then at the same time, some of it's been dross. Some of the games have been all right, but I'll be glad to see the end of it, if I'm honest. Glad to see it. Glad, I'll be glad to see the end of the season because I think the whole Pro 14, 16, whatever the fuck it is now, we, we've said it loads. It's, it's, it's kind of a nothing season, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Next season, you know, South African team is going to be in. Who will, if you watch them, because you've been able to watch them on Premier Sport, if you've got it, if you pay for a shocking channel like I do, <laughs> they're going to annihilate some teams in that Pro 14. <laughs> there are some good, good uh, teams in South Africa. So, yeah, next season, get the, get the crowds back, have an actual league, have it actually set up properly, and, you know, not finished in. When do they finish? March? Just after the Six Nations, wasn't it? They played yeah. the fucking lot. Just yeah, just get it done now. Get it done. Let's start again. Let's enjoy some international rugby. Let everyone have a rest, and then start again in late September, October time, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, it's been quite good. It's been bad for Edinburgh, isn't it? I think Edinburgh, unfortunately, haven't hit the heights of the previous season, have they? Um, whereas. You know, it's been poor for Welsh and Scottish teams, but then Glasgow have played really well, haven't they? Close to close to winning. Could have been the, the Rainbow Cup has been good for Danny Wilson. Uh, he had a lot of pressure on him um, because of how bad a season he had. The Glasgow have had, and some of the performance has been very consistent. But and then obviously they started off the Rainbow Cup again, absolutely pummeled by Benton. But then from there, yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, but they've just absolutely turned it, turned it round. They've um, done, they've done a double over Edinburgh, which is good to see, and they beat Leinster, something they've not done for about three years, I think. Mm. Um, so it's really, really good. Something to build on. Edinburgh, 
I mean, they're, they're a lot of their players away uh, with Scotland, and they've had a lot of injuries, and they've got they've recruited fairly well as well. So I think Edinburgh and Glasgow, I think, will be will be really competitive next season. And I think for both of them, they're just like roll on next season. Now get Lions to out the way, get Scotland to out the way, and and go on to next season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we said it before, Benetton are, are going to represent the Pro 14 in, in this Rainbow Cup final. And people are kind of going, it's a farce, it's a joke. It was a joke before it even started, so let's take that away. Yeah. You can't you can't help teams getting COVID. Just can't. Something's happened. You've seen it in the Premiership. You see it here. The thing to remember about Treviso, right, is they battered Glasgow. Right. And they beat Connor. And Connor are a decent Pro 14 team, aren't they? Yeah. And it's not like it's not like Treviso got there by default because every other team or half the team's got COVID. They've actually had to win some games. They've been top of the table the whole time. Or albeit because they played Zebra twice as well, or whatever it was. You know. Um yeah. I think to round it all up, it's just been a bit shit on it. <laughs> Just been a bit shit, right? So we'll finish it there. We'll finish it on a sour note. Eh? Well, we won't. We won't. I'm going to get bladdered this weekend. It's my birthday tomorrow. Get drunk tomorrow. Fly to Jersey on Friday. Yeah, Stephen, it's your plans. Stuff uh, for the family. I think we got going to Helen's uncle uh, on Saturday for barbecue, mate. Nice. Uh, and then I'm doing a triathlon on Sunday. Mental. I got a uh, Chester triathlon on Sunday, so yeah, uh, doing that. Um, so are we in absolute shit state Sunday evening? Yeah, so I, I've got a triathlon over the weekend. It's going to start with lager, and then I'm going to do um, sort of a vodka sprint, and then finish it off with probably shitload of Jaegers. That's my triathlon. <laughs> you'll probably feel, you'll probably feel worse from yours than I do from mine. No doubt, mate. <laughs> I, I've got a stinker. Well, apparently, weather's going to be scorching, so everybody, get out, have a beer, enjoy yourselves, enjoy the rugby. There is, you know, a few Welsh teams playing. Scarlets versus Edinburgh. Come on, the Scarlets. Yeah. I, I, I generally don't have a clue who'd win that. They're both not really in good form, are they? So, you'll pick Edinburgh, I'll pick Scarlets. No, I think Scarlets, I don't think Edinburgh will have many players, like the top players playing. I think it'll be quite developmental. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Like I say we apologise. We've been away for two weeks, but we will be back recording. There's a lot to talk about in the next few weeks uh, with internationals, with Lions, with build up. Um, talk about what we've done on the weekend. No one else is getting married. Uh, <laughs> birthdays are done. Although your birthday in a couple of two weeks' time, isn't it? Yeah. Two weeks' time. June. The thing is, uh, we're going out. We're going out for your birthday, and we're going to watch the Lions game for your birthday. Yeah. And when we come to record about it, I'll have to record the game because yeah, I you'll know. have to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be steaming. Yeah, I'll be steaming. Right, Fab. If you want to get in touch? Get in touch on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Dragon Thistle Rugby. You'll be able to find us. Type it in. You'll be able to find us. Let us know. I'm sure we'll put. I might put a couple of polls up about obviously the uh, the teams for the summer and see what people got to say. And we'll be back next week. Cool. Fabulous. Right then, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you. Hopefully, you're listening next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.